When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Four past six is a Thursday morning and it's starting to warm up. Going to be 33 today, 35, 36. So it is hot weather time. Make sure you feed your pets and look after yourself. You've got to do that in winter as well, mate. <laughs> We're here for Fleet Network. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist. Save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au. Scotty Cummings, good, good morning. morning. Good morning. And as we uh, kicked off the day yesterday with cake... Today I had a nectarine. <laughs> Told you it'll start tomorrow, which is today. Tell you what, though, you 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 you've got the polo on today. Yeah, you're polo. It's thirty-three. Yeah, but interesting enough, I like to call it a casual business polo. Mm. <laughs> I would say you should wear a, a smaller shirts. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a the choice. Time. Sometimes uh, I mean I have to wear large ones because because you go for the big. Big shirt, yeah. Because you think, oh, that's going to hide, you know, some of the extra kgs I picked up over Christmas. It doesn't, but it doesn't. Oh. It actually adds to the size. You look sort of um, loose, yeah, obese, sloppy, oh. <laughs> and you're not. What are you going loose and sloppy? But you're not. Like, you're not though. You're in good shape. Uh, I'm very proud of you. You look fantastic on your birthday. Forty nine on one day. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, thanks. I'm sure how to take that. You take that. I'm going to. Better give myself a medical today. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be getting on the ginger beer, the light ginger beer. Wow. Well, there's my paper. Um, I'll tell you what, and that advertising thing had just gone beautifully well for Jerry, Jerry McGovern. McGovern. So he does a press conference yesterday and I say, gee, you're in good shape, and this is what he rolls out with. No, I didn't try anything too different. No, I, I just, um, I guess it's just a mindset thing and, and, a, and a change in a few little things here and there. Like I said, the last sort of two or three years, I've slowly been trying to improve every year. And, um, this year, I guess, it's been a little bit more glorified probably because of the way I look. Um, I look, look a bit different, I guess, but I changed my beers up. That I'll drink in the off season. Um, I was drinking the Wilson's Ginger Betties. They're only 22 calories, so they. Um, I think they helped me drop, drop a couple of kilos here and there. But uh, other than that, mate, nah, just just training hard um, with all the boys as much as I can. The whole back page is a picture of the Get Skinny Tinny Gov Light. Yeah, yeah, you see that his company or his mates. But I reckon, I reckon he was sitting there waiting for a little bit of laughter. And got none. Everyone's right. Wilson's ginger berries. What a magnificent thing. And didn't get any laughter at all. So it was like, yeah, been on the Wilson ginger berries. And anyway, but yeah, apart from that, are not really too much. Because <laughs> young yeah. journos today, this is from an old washed up journo. Yeah. Don't listen to answers, mate. <laughs> they don't listen to answers, then go to the next question. Yeah. So if a player, if I'm into, I, I've seen reporters. Uh, you know, in faraway places, not just in WA, ask a question and get delivered an absolute bomb of a response. Yep. 
and they're move just, to another question. They're thinking about the next question. You have to listen to my call, Sammy. Please. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. You do, Sammy. You have to listen to the next call. The boards are on. Big show coming up. Andrew Gayson. Look, if you're having a bad day, make sure you tune in because after 7 o'clock, he will just put a smile on the dial. Yeah, if it's seven minutes past six and you're having a bad day, it's a long way back from there, but... Gazy will make you smile. Todd Curley's going to join us, coach of South Fremantle, because they're in the top end. They're taking on the Northern Territory Football League. And I've had a look at their lineup, and there's a couple of names in there which have just jumped off the page. Any champions? Hayden Schleuth is in the team. He's retired. <laughs> but I've got one better than that. That's how good he is, mate. It's about time. That's how bad they are. Uh, Cornsey asked for him to come out of retirement. They said South Fremantle should go and get Hayden Schleuth. Correct. And they got him back. When do you reckon the last time Ashton Hams kicked the ball in anger at oh. a decent level? <laughs> oh, four, four years, five years? He's in the team. I don't think they're taking this trip seriously. <laughs> Let's talk to girls about that. <laughs> Simon Miller's going to join us. Trained a couple of winners yeah. yesterday. He got up to a flyer, didn't he? He won the first two races, and he's going to join us in the studio. Always good to chat with Simon as well. Are you going to talk about you? You I knew you, you, you threw out. <laughs> talk oh, about you. Well, that's a stupid question. I'm the king. <laughs> you did throw our listeners into mm. a uh, a long shot yesterday, Gostradamus. Yeah, I did. I did. And uh, I tell you what, if it didn't have to go four wide around the turn, she came rattling home to finish second at a decent Paid about place $4 for, for a place, Cotchin. Yeah. Yep, and so it rattled home. And I was walking so you the dogs. Let, you let Simon speak, though, because he's the professional. He's the one. Worst judge in racing. Well, no, he's not the I don't think he's the worst judge. I just think he's – well, I think he's a liar. <laughs> he, just, he just comes you on. You can't call him a liar. Well, he is to us. He's the – yeah, we've, we had this discussion all last year, didn't we? Well, not all last year, for a large part of it, though. He's got mm. three runners, and he talks about two. Mm. And now we know that the one he doesn't talk about is the one you load up on. So that's exactly right. So that's for our listeners to dissect themselves. I was walking the dogs yesterday down the local, and there was a game of cricket about to start. It was about quarter to ten. And I was walking the dogs. and really I walked, start. Yeah, it was country week. It was Eastern oh, Goldfields no. taking on Bunbury. Right. And cricket on the turf wicket down there at Rosemary Park. I backed the Goldfields in. Well, that's not a classy move because they lost four wickets, I reckon, for five runs at one stage. But I walked past them prior to starting, and one bloke yells out, Give us a winner, Gostradamus! No, he did not. 100% he did. Yeah. <laughs> 100% he did. So I threw out his cochin, got on Twitter and said, The boys backed it each way. We made more money on the punt than we did runs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No good. No, 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 that was shocking. But oh. mind you, you can imagine, though, Come down from Eastern Goldfield, so you're not even in Kalgoorlie Central. You're sort of on the yeah, east. You're in Kalgoorlie. Yeah, but um, you, you can imagine that probably three or four days in, probably a bit tired. You got to pay your own way. Oh, yeah. And they batted first. You know Good what decision. I mean? Yeah, early, well, bat early. Yeah, but oh no, it's not. No, yeah, no, no. <laughs> then you're in the field all day. Yeah, and you're still in the heat. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, Gostradamus, yeah, no, well every Thursday, prior to 7 o'clock. So get your pen and paper ready. If you don't follow me on Twitter, you can follow on Gostradamus. But, so I'm going to have the best bet, best each way, and lucky long shot. Thank you to Riley Morgan for everything <laughs> sounds, he did for us. Sounds familiar, that setup. Yep. Yeah, you know what, under Morgs? Yep. He was a um, terrific bloke. I hope we will follow him in his footy this year. We'll he, follow him in his career if he too? Wants, if he wants to play. 
If he wants to play, we'll, we'll follow him. No, good luck. I saw him the other day, actually. I'm not sure if he's still doing radio anywhere, but good luck to him in his media career. <laughs> no, he's a good man, Morgan. He is. Fleet Network, WA's Novated Leasing Special, save you thousands on your dream car. So get behind Gostradamus, get your pen and paper ready. Uh, every Thursday, we look at the Saturday meeting. If you want to text us, temper at bedshed text line 0487 Morning, boys. Has the polo short replaced the business shirt and the tie and the office mic? Wants to <laughs> There's no tie, Mike. I haven't worn a tie. You don't wear a tie unless it's... Uh, well, I was going to say job interview, but no, still don't wear ties in. Weddings, there's still that's a little debatable. Generally, only if you're going to court, I would have thought, is <laughs> a tie required. Um, unless you have a full face of, I don't know. <laughs> I'll leave that one well alone. <laughs> it on me. Um, no tie, no. The polish is just in summer. It's going to be 33. You know, no one likes meeting someone in a, in a high-powered business meeting with sweaty pits. <laughs> seeping through your shirt. Yeah, a crisp white shirt. Yeah. No amount of dry cleaning is going to get that out. Uh, Daisy Pierce retired yesterday. I don't know if you know, but Daisy um, <laughs> we retired. We spoke about it, Philly. Yeah, we did. Uh, well, let's hear from Daisy Pierce. Uh, now, about wanting to move on. 55 games she played. She played in a premiership, three time All Australian as well. She's a wonderful media exponent as well here on that SEN and Channel 7. And Daisy Pierce talks about. Bit of the decision out about going through the motions if she played another year. I didn't want to be an influence, you know, floating around the footy club, content with where I'm at and going off into the sunset, enjoying my footy. Whilst I could have done that, I don't think I could have quite met my my own personal standard of chasing. And I think um, this is a group that's capable of long-term success, and I, I think it's going to require 30 players that are hungry and chasing. And I couldn't convince myself that I was going to be that. So. So, do you think Daisy Pierce has done enough for a statue? <laughs> no, um, no, I wouldn't have th- thought so. There is a strong debate on social media yesterday. Some media oh, outlets no. asking the question: Should Daisy Pierce be given a statue? And the response was common: was no. And some said, albeit a pioneer, an absolute. Oh, unbelievable influence on the game of Australian rules football. Uh, what she should be given is your full respect. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But some would say she hasn't even been in probably the best 10 plays to play the game at that level. Well, then that's... Would that be a fair assessment? Probably a fair assessment. Um, Good player, yeah, mate. But terrific leader, and uh, I certainly do enjoy her, her media work. Yes, her thoughts me on too. the game is me really too. good. But for anyone that says no will be accused of... Being misogynistic or something like that, so uh, you don't roll be, your eyes. You well, don't roll your eyes. You got to be a little bit careful. But I don't think we need to, um, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but I don't think we need to throw statues around willy nilly. Yes, <laughs> As we look out. There's Nicky Winmar outside. Well, they're, they're deserving. A huge moment in, yeah. in Australian football yeah. and and, and life. Shouldn't be really. here. Shouldn't be at this stadium. We shouldn't. Well, it's not should be exactly where it happened. In Victoria Park. Absolutely, it should be. I know it's not a prominent ground, but that's where it happened. Mm. That, 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 that's the education for that side of town. Mm. We respected him. Polly Farmer, Freeway, Nicky Winmar, Great West Australian, um, Barry Cable. We, we've had some great influences in our football. That statue is fantastic, and we're very lucky to have it. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. The moment itself is, is really poor. But the Nicky Winmar statue at Optus Stadium, for me, is odd. It should be at Victoria Park. Mm. don't think it's going to work there. But anyway, why um, not? That's where we need to. That's that's the people yeah, needed it, to be educated. But yeah, I, well, so many people need to be educated, and mm, um, but true, true. I think that would yeah. You know, if you you put a, a statue in your 
own backyard that reminds you of one of the I do. darkest times of your At the end of my bed is a statue your... of me. <laughs> oh, I've got no doubt about that whatsoever. <laughs> 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 um, but if you put something there that reminds you of one of the darkest times in your in your club's history, it was a really ordinary moment in time, and um, then I'm not sure that's ever going to work. But I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't mind it there. Um, I think it just you know, it's a it's a reminder and um, pretty good. I reckon. Daisy Pierce, no, no, well, no, no. What about Casey Fields, home of home of the Melbourne AFLW team, where they play well, their games? Why I not think, something there? I think statues might come a little bit later for the girls who okay. who play. Uh, and, and it's going to be hard from obviously to get to 150 games and all that because there's shorter season. But I reckon when... she'll get a statue if she coaches an AFL team to a premiership on her own. Correct. Go Not close. assistant coach. No, no, no. Yeah, genuine but... super coach. She will be. She will be an AFL coach in her own right. Bring the first one. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. And and wouldn't it be good? Well, her footy brain's extraordinary. It's, yeah. it's she's got a fantastic take on the game. So yeah, very true. Um, no doubt about it. Was there any? There was no mention of. What's next? Oh, the the allude. The, I think it's been it's it's Geelong, is it? Is it? Yeah, well, I stand corrected on that. But well, can you just turn up and? Well, I don't January think she wants. No, I don't think she wanted to have a press conference. Geelong will announce that. Announcing Melbourne, I'm retiring. Yeah, yeah. And oh, by the way, I'm going. Okay. To, I'll, I'll just take that shirt off and put that shirt yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So that and again, and that's, that's for you know Geelong what? for to announce. And, it, and it's also class from her. She would have probably said, no, 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 this is not, and I don't even know if she was asked. I didn't watch the whole interview as well. Uh, morning, Scotty and Goss. Uh, how was dinner last night, Scotty? Also, did Michael Clark uh, lose, will Michael Clark lose some of his media duties? It's a bit of an issue, that one, the Michael Clark. Um, for those who don't know, Michael yeah, Clark got involved. Uh, yeah, a domestic dispute. There's no doubt about that. It is completely only described as a domestic dispute in public. It's been recorded. It's gone to air. It's been seen everywhere. The West are talking about it. Carl Stefanovic is his, they go out with sisters or Carl. Carl's wife is now, yes. whatever. Carl's wife is Michael Clark's girlfriend. Current girlfriend, is accusations of, of cheating, whatever. Um, one, getting out into the public forum. It's, it's a domestic dispute, and I've got issues with that being put into the public forum, but because of his profile, I suppose that seems to be the given. Um, even today, in today's paper, there's a whole page on Carrie Bickmore's marriage breakup. But the leading pages, too. Yeah, page one and three. Oh, come on. Yeah, well, well, it's sort of, it's, uh, mate, it's what people go for in the papers nowadays. So the paper's only feeding what the, what the readers what want. We're given, though. Well, you don't have to buy it, and people do, and people click on, mate. That's the problem in the world. People click on that type of stuff. Why is that? I think people like to yeah, feel that stuff. their life's not as bad as, yeah. well, their life's okay. Yeah, I think people like to look at that stuff. I think there's intrigue in it, and I think they think, oh, well, our life is yeah not so bad. Um, we, we live... Um, we live through their sort of mis- mishaps and misdemeanours and stuff like that. And what are you thinking about nature, it's, isn't it? It's sad. Life? It's sad. It's sad. Because I just don't think it needs to lead it all, but anyway. Should Sam's Kerr have a statue? Sam's Kerr. <laughs> Sam Kerr have a statue. Um, yeah, she'll go close just because what – yeah, no, she'll go really close. Um, what she's achieved so far. Where, though? In, in, Where does she have the statue? Oh, oh it'll, be, it'll be here in WA. Yeah. Um, yeah, when if, – if, if the A-League sort of really takes shape or the glory get better and they get attention again and become successful again – um, there might be some sort of infrastructure that sets them up in the right stadium. They could mm-hmm. be uh, a little Hall of Fame type area there at that at, at, at that stadium. But she, 
well, what she's achieved uh, in her sport is absolutely extraordinary. It's remarkable stuff. Very good one on the text line. Mineral Resources Park after she plays a season for West Coast at the last year of oh, her sporting oh, career. Oh. She will play for the Eagles, AFLW. Absolutely tick that box. 100% correct. How old is Sam I wouldn't know, mate. I can do a Google for you. Let's get a breakaway and come back because we do have a bit of footy news coming up. We've also got on this day. Happy birthday. So celebrating a birthday today. It is January 19, Thursday, January 19, which means one month and eight days before the big day. Sam Kerr is 20. <laughs> big day. Sam Kerr is 29. We're running late. It's 33 degrees today. Morning footy news at this time every day between Tuesday and Friday on SENWA a Breakfast at 24 past six. What are you offering? Uh, Oleg Markov. Remember him? He was yeah, at Richmond. Richmond. Went, and to then went, to the, went to the Suns. Got, surprisingly, he got delisted. Had a bit of zip off half back. Nice little slick move. He's been training at Collingwood, Oleg Markov. Don't know if he gets a game. Well, or they must have a the role. There must be a, a role they have in mind for him if he's there. Is mm. it? Borderline player. Patrick Nash, who had a brief stint yep, over in WA, Nashy. he's gone back and has joined Box Hill in the VFL and has been seen training with the Hawthorne AFL team who've well, been invited down by Sam Mitchell. Well, that is, Box Hill is Hawthorne's affiliate mm. uh, VFL team. Um, There's only one of three Box Hill listed players training down there. So whether he's topping them up or whether they think they might be on the SSP or whether they've got a spot there, of course, for him. A bit of run on the outside. Quinton Narco has lost eight kilos it. since leaving Geelong. The, the whisper is he's been strong all summer on the Wilson's Ginger Bettys, and uh, he's gone. <laughs> he's, he's absolutely smashed them. Well, you've knocked off three since you've walked into the studio this yeah. morning, and you look fantastic. Mate, I can feel it dripping off me. <laughs> Finished second in their time trial. One of their time they? trials did Quinton Narco, of course. Uh, he's at Richmond. Eight kilos for a small man. He's not a big unit, Quinton. No, well, eight kilos is an extraordinary amount of How, weight. Why yeah, does he have to look? Why does he lose eight kilos after he's left Geelong? Well, because he's obviously had a good summer. How do you? Why do? You, why would you need to lose eight kilos after leaving Geelong? You're at one of the best clubs in the country. You're struggling to get a game. Mm-hmm. Surely the Geelong Fitness and Health Department will say, "Mate, just strip off a couple of kilos." He's gone and done it at Richmond. Where was the discipline when needed to be that at Geelong? Sometimes a kick in the pants is what you need, or a little. Shake up and reminder. Luke Shuey is training at half back at the West Coast Eagles. Jeremy McGovern had this to say. I've been trying to say that for a few years. I've been getting in Boots' ear and Simo's ear saying you should bring him to half back. But um, yeah, he might. Um, he's been doing a little bit of training down there. But um, oh, a fit Luke Shuey flying, you want him in the in the midfield. Let's let's be honest. But um, if he comes down back, I'll be I'll be more than happy to have him down there for sure. events and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. January 19, happy birthday yeah. if you're celebrating a birthday. Sort of a just a nothing day really now. The cafe ice coffee, coffee fit for an Aussie. We're just having a chat today. I bought two albums with my very first well, my, with my savings. I bought two 78 records. How many, how many pounds were they? <laughs> I bought a double album yeah. right, with, which was Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Yep. So that was two Alp, two Good records. Stuff. Good stuff. And I also bought this man. You know you make me want to my hands up, up, my hands up, Johnny 
Joe Keats was born on this day in 1935. He died at the age of 43. Wow. I know. What an absolute superstar. Yeah, legacy. People are still talking about him. Yeah, super, he should, super he still get a run. Yeah, very much so. And he's get, he gets into the news as well because Andrew O'Keefe's his nephew. <laughs> Not sure that's what he's after. <laughs> no. Hey, Phil Everly was born on this day in 1939. Of course. Who was who was the other Everly brother? I'll give you some thinking music. Who was that one? That was Phil, wasn't it? I'm talking about Phil. He was born on this day in 1939, but his other brother is, and as we uh, listen, Bill. Bill Everly. Close. Phil. That's Phil Everly. Phil's brother is Don. Oh, there you go. Thanks. The first time we've said that out loud. <laughs> Just so you know. It's <laughs> Phil's brother's Phil. Uh, Phil and Don Everly. On this day, Michael Dumblesmith was born. He's 81 today. Who? Oh. My days are over, I might tell you. I shall soon be leaving this soil for the other side of the world. We're going to Australia. You mean I'll never see you again? Well... We'll be around to say goodbye. And we'll be having a party for all our friends. Who are your friends? Where you holding? A telephone box? Oh, there it is. 81 today, Michael, Michael Crawford. Crawford. He became a fan of the opera too, didn't he? Yeah, very much. He was a fan of the opera. Michael Dumblesmith. You know who does yeah, a very good Michael Crawford? Uh, Carl Langdon. Carl Langdon does. That's very good. He, he's done a lot. He does a Frank lot of... Spencer. He does a lot of impersonations, Carl. Um... <laughs> but he does. He Don't does. you throw him up in the air like that. No, <laughs> he does. So, you know, I struggle to not not take it. <laughs> he does Frank Spencer better than anyone yeah. I know. What Janice, other impersonations? <laughs> Janice Joplin was born on this day in 1943. Dolly Parton. She's only 77. Seriously, I thought. Part would be 90. Stop. Seriously. I think she looks 60. I look 60. Robert Palmer was born on this day, 1949. Simply Huge. Katie Segal, who played Peg Bundy in this show. Today. She was also massive in Sons of Anarchy. Love and Real gritty role there. John Stewart, US singer, died on this day in 2008, famous for this solo hit. And January 19, on this day in 2012, this one of the six Batmobiles of, from the 60s Batman TV series sold at auction in 2012 for $4.6 million. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Farmer, 49 today, died in 2003. Happy birthday, celebrating a birthday. Thanks to McCafe Ice Coffee, Coffee Fit for an Aussie. Hey, you know the Simply Irresistible song, the Robert yes. Palmer, this one? I know the film. Simply Irresistible. 
did any of those beautiful women who were those who know had the beautiful slick yes. hair? Yep. I think they had an orange belt around the black outfit and had lipstick and I stuff. I love it when you do that. I think. <laughs> did, I think did, did, did any of them jump off the page for you and you go, that's the one that grabs my attention? I can't remember. I don't think so. They all look the same. Thank you very much, Scott. Let's do this. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> oh, that was a special K. He's looking as confused oh, as I Oh, really? Am. Special this, K looking confused? This is our best. <laughs> like, normally we know it's a dad joke. Did you go to a pub to watch the Scorchers last night? Yeah. What? Did you come straight from there? <laughs> <laughs> no, this shirt was just a. Tell you uh, what, it's small. Yeah, look, it's what's wrong with the what's wrong with yeah, the collar? You're a mess. Yeah, it's it's a it's more of like a pajama shirt. Yeah, I was suspicion you slept in that. Yeah, I, well, I, I didn't. I have slept in it many many times. I just pulled it out of the wardrobe. I told you this the other day. I said I said I think we need to keep an eye on special because there's a doona in the back of his car. <laughs> I reckon he's been given the <laughs> and he's been sleeping in the car. You've been given the Michael Clark. You okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm all good. I took that doona out of the car. I thought, yeah. I'm not going to the laundromat anytime soon. Oh, oh, you, <laughs> took the thinking. you took it out of the car when you were sleeping at the bus stop. <laughs> Everything uh, okay? No, everything's good. Everything's, everything's good at home. I just forgot to, I just do, grabbed do the wrong shirt a, from the wardrobe. Do you want us to make a call for you? In the, put in a good word? No, but Goss, uh, I'm looking forward to staying at, at your house uh, over the weekend. Oh, good luck finding where that is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No chance of that happening. Hey, nothing happened. Poor Bronnie waking up in the middle of the night. Oh, there's a statue of Goss at the end of the bed as well. <laughs> um, yeah, she bows when she walked past it every day. So this is what I saw at the pub last night. Aaron Hardy, Josh Inglis oh, leading the Scorchers to victory over the Hobart Hurricanes. A 127-run partnership uh, helped the Scorchers reclaim top spot in the standings. They were a little bit, a couple of early wickets, mm. bangers, and our boy Esky didn't go so well, but yeah, right. the ship well, was it's steadied. What, it's what you said yesterday to Ashton Turner was the fact that not everyone peaks at the at the same time. Yeah. as long as somebody does, you know, and, they and are the English, best. English and Hardy were sensational. Best at sharing the load, they were mm. amazing. Yeah, they were, they were fantastic. And Josh English just played his role beautifully yesterday as Aaron Hardy, angry wicketkeeper, an unbeaten ninety off sixty-two. Uh, elsewhere in cricket, Shubman Gill, did you see this? A career best two hundred and eight to take his team to three hundred and forty-nine uh, for eight in their first one-day international against New uh, Zealand who was yesterday. That? Shubman Gill. He made 100. And who's his team? India. Thank you. He made 100 in the previous game against uh, Sri Lanka. Mm Mm-hmm. And Coley made 150, and they just, or even more than that, and they they just basically forgot about Gill. Gill Gill is the go-to man. Absolutely. It's about time we had a decent ghillie playing cricket now. <laughs> That's twice you've belted him in two days. Come that. I shouldn't be Yeah, well, Can't hey. do that. Hey, he's dead to us. Uh, so India made 349. <laughs> New Zealand fell just short, making 337. They were all out, though. Um, oh. But, yeah, I think Michael Vaughan tweeted that, watch out for this guy. He's soon to be one of the best in the world, if not the best batsman in the world. So keep an eye out for him. Uh, the South East Melbourne... Phoenix, they revived their playoff chances in the NBL. They snapped a five-game losing streak, a huge 86-75 to win over the Jack Jumpers last night. Puts the Wildcats up into fourth. Mm. We'll chat with the great Andrew Gaze after 7 o'clock. And in the Premier League, which is only on Optus Sport, an incredible free kick from Crystal Palace's Michael Olise in the 91st minute secured the Eagles a one-all draw over Manchester United. Klein leaves it. Olise tries his luck. That is a magnificent execution of a free kick. And one that has... 
has massive ramifications for Manchester United. It's unreal. <laughs> Top right corner, <laughs> in off the crossbar. Oh, you're painting wow. a picture for us. It that was audio. That's beautiful. Really good. And uh, bad news, more bad news for United. Casemiro, one of their absolute superstars, Not picked Casemiro. up a yellow card, which means he's nah. suspended for the game against oh, Arsenal on Casemiro. Sunday. Your beauty. Mm. Premier League, all yeah. on Optus Sport. Don't miss any of the action. 23 away from seven. Don't be happy for someone else's misery. Ryan from Banksy Grove. Soccer. Ryan from Banksy Grove says, "Morning, gents. Great to have you back on the airwaves. We've been back since Tuesday, Ryan. I managed to jag a win in the Last Man Standing comp on the Melbourne Summer Breakfast Show. Be sure to put in a good word for me so I can be on the plane to India for the second test. Have a great 2023." Says Ryan from Banksy Grove. Oh, fair prize. <laughs> Right. We'd love a couple of those. The prize. <laughs> Unreal. Good luck, Ryan. We'll put in a word for you. <laughs> Get you nowhere, but we'll put in a good word for you. <laughs> good on you, Ryan. Congratulations. Hey, what about this one, guys? Um, no name applied here, but hey, boys, a mate of myself were chatting last night. How did you rate Michael Clark as captain of Australia? So he took over from Ricky Ponting. Mm. Big, big shoes big, to fill. Big shoes. I didn't... <laughs> It might have been when I started to lose a little that, – that whole era, and it, it was not based on, on on personalities. It was based on – I just felt the, the energy and my support for the Australia cricket team when when Ponting and Gilchrist and Hayden and McGrath and Warren and Langer and that group mm. retired, I lost my passion for the Australian cricket team. Yeah. I was, more, in, I was more engaged. I don't know what side um, – oh, sorry, it's Tim from Applecross. Sorry, Tim. I don't know what um – what side you were on there, Tim, but I couldn't have him. Couldn't have him at all. Anyone who splits the locker room like that, to me, is... And, it, and from the outside, yeah, he was a very good cricketer for a period of time. But his, his focus was on the social pages and the fashion world and all that then being seen and wanting to be other places other than the... Good the fielder, room. great batsman. What about as a captain, though? That's but is that the, any different to... some? To, is that any different? I mean, and I'm being serious. Is that any different to David Warner? Yeah, I think a little bit different. Really? Yeah, I, I don't think David. I don't actually think David Warner seeks the attention that others do in his family, um, and and I think it's different attention as well. I think it's very. I, I think they're different. Yep. Hmm. I have David okay. Warner first. I keep going. You have David Warner over Michael Clark. Oh, by mile. Yeah. But they'll also have 50 ahead of David Warner. Cam <laughs> <laughs> Bancroft. Absolutely. Well, that's all the numbers. That, that debate so, is all of a sudden picking up. Adam Voges has joined the Tim Wilson yeah. bandwagon and said Bancroft is now ready to return. Yeah, well, get him in there. Well, third person. So <laughs> <laughs> get on the show somehow. Good morning, boys. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, hey, it'll never see the light of day. Well, <laughs> if these guys want to keep their job. About that. Hey, still to come, Gostradamus. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just very good. A segment for them. Get your pen good. and paper ready because uh, before 7 o'clock every Thursday, we'll be throwing out uh, our own tips, uh, best bet, best each way and lucky long shot for Saturday's races. Thanks to Riley Morgan for everything he did for us uh, last year. But uh, Absolutely. due to contractual issues. And, oh, and um, the, I think the mornings wore him down. Yeah. Um, the fact is that he, he, I think he had to go away for his partner's birthday. He was on a boat. I think he slept in once. It just became undisciplined. You know, and when you're on the big barks, you can't be doing that stuff. Nah, that's right. So we need yeah, to rely on you. You'll learn from it. You'll <laughs> learn from this little setback. Yeah, let's try and twist it.
Let's try and spin it around. But the funny part is, you know how you said he struggled to get up with the early mornings? Mm. He's been getting up every Saturday morning for the early game of footy. Oh! Hey. 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 You know what? And if you can't break into Subi's league team... <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're a Riley Morgan fan. He's a good fellow, and we'll he's uh, one we, of the good blokes. He's one of the all-time good blokes, and we yeah. love everything he did for us. But we've uh, we found one better. Gostradamus joins us. It's eight and away from seven. This is Scotty Gostradamus. Good morning. This is where you get your pen and paper ready and Gostradamus. We just have a little look-see. We get the crystal ball out uh, each and every Thursday morning to the Saturday meeting. And, of course, Saturday it is a nine-race program at Ascot on the weekend. So looking forward to seeing how that unfolds. The first race goes at 12.24, Scotty. And the Radio. feature race on the program. And uh, we've got well, you've got the Magic Millions. Uh, of course, Magic Millions is today on the Gold Coast. So it rained out? Yeah, so they're, they're having it back uh, again uh, today up there on the Gold Coast. But our attention... A lot of people there that may have had to extend their stay oh, and, wow. and ring home and say, hey, listen, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it, but it's coming down cats and dogs here. We're going to have to stay till the next week. Best bet on Saturday is in race so two on bet? the program. Best bet is race two, number seven, work in progress. Winner of its last two starts. In fact, it's uh, two starts this campaign. Very impressive last start. One by over three lengths. Uh, has Chris Parnham. Danny has a Morton. good barrier. Danny yeah, Morton trains. Danny Morton trains. Uh, I'm not going to go Friend into the... the show. He was. He yeah. was in the OB when yes, we did the OB with... Um... Yeah, he, wouldn't come, he won't come to us, but he was okay when we went to him. <laughs> He's Ascot. a good man, Danny Morton. He is a good man. So... Okay, that's your best bet. Race two, number seven, uh, work in progress. What's your best each way? My best each way is race four, number eight, memorable miss. So it's the Cerise with the white cross sashes. Those are Bob Peters. Now, William Pike is back riding in WA as of the weekend. But Clint Johnston-Porter. Oh, isn't he seeing him well? CJP. He's finding a gap. He rode memorable miss, and he's also ridden the stable mate category three. That's last two starts for him. Two weeks ago, he had five. Yeah. Five winners. Yeah. Let me tell you, memorable miss each way. Race four, number eight, memorable miss, going for CJP. I think he had the choice of the rides, or maybe he didn't, but if he did, he's chosen memorable miss over category three, so that'll get me each way. Right. That's race four, number eight. And, and this is where Gostradamus comes into Thank his you. own. Thank you. A, a, a cotchen yesterday. Thank you. And he had a $21 one, didn't you, down Yeah, la- Esperance on the weekend, Esperance. Secret Pearl, $21. Yeah, okay. So your best is long shot. For Saturday. Is the very last race. Race number nine. Very last horse. Way down the bottom. Number 13. My boy, Eddie. I've backed that before. You have, because yeah. I think I might have tipped it to you. Yeah, probably. Uh, it was My boy, Eddie. very unlucky last start. Now, Starbury's well, on number board. Number 13, too. Yeah. Unlucky for some. <laughs> Paddy Starbury's on board. Rode oh, a couple of winners Paddy. yesterday. Never got a run last start. It was in a better class than this. Uh the barriers are worried, but I think it will get back and get home. Tough race, the last race. So if you aren't winning by this stage, always gamble responsibly. But my lucky long shot, it will be very generous odds. Race nine, number 13. Because you go couple through them again decent, for me. A couple of decent horses in that race too. So Yeah, it's uh, a tough race. Be a good one. So your best bet, Gostradamus' best bet, race two, number seven. Uh, best each way is race four, number eight. And best long shot, race nine, number 13, my boy, Eddie. Good luck with those, of course. Oh, good luck to you, because the feedback's going to be strong yeah, each week. Yeah, it will be. Now, when you have a, a guest tipster come in, you, yeah. you don't 
really you know, go hard at them because I mean, tipping horses is just a bloody tough thing to thankless do. Thankless task. Yeah, thankless task. <laughs> well, absolutely. When you send tips through to someone and they have a bad day and they we'll abuse the you. Well, I'm sorry, Jim, I didn't make it. You asked for tips and these are the ones I had. So I had a bad day too, yeah. so shut up. Yeah, I know. People who whinge about not in a bag. Oh, do you want to get my tips, money back yeah. if you did be a loser? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no worries. No, you just be a loser with it. <laughs> anyway, good luck to you. Thank you. Feedback race two, number seven. Strong Tuesday. Race four, number eight. Remind me because I'll forget. And race number. <laughs> that's why we're doing the. <laughs> that's why we're doing. Strong it. feedback on the day. <laughs> hey, John makes a very good point. Uh, if Freo can't find a good AFLW coach, it was you, John. <laughs> should they go back to Trent Cooper? Oh, well. <laughs> because they've sacked him yeah. and they haven't been able to get who they wanted. Has that ever been done before? They have, I, I cannot believe they've sacked a coach thinking they're not on the right path. Yeah. A With, coach that... I said this I said this last year, unless... You no, know, if you, if you, they've sacked Coop and we're going, well, they have to, have to have someone in mind or have to have someone down the path of signing a deal, like Ross Lyon and Brett Ratton. Right, that was even though Russell denied it all the time, it was absolutely, of course, that was done. And then they went to seek, which was strange uh, for me. I just think it reeked amateurish. But now they still haven't got one. When do they start again? Oh, not till August. But so the season, so they'll have some. Well, they have time. That's no, okay. They have time, but they will never go back to the bloke that they just sacked. And I don't think Trent Cooper, who's a man of pride and integrity, he would probably say, "Well, no, I think." If he's the best available talent in WA, what do you say? That, but we were led to believe that it's a it was a play a certain part of the playing group. No, I don't know. Well, that's that was my really? understanding. It was part of the playing group that may have suggested that um, they're not enjoying his feedback at the moment, and um, so the club did what most do when the players suck up is they sack the coach, and. So there's no way they could go back to him. If the playing group's off him, which I'm led to believe that was the case, might be horribly wrong, there's no way you can put him back in there because then you have to go back in there and say, well, girls, uh, bad luck. Uh, toughen up, deal with it. He's your coach. It's a big one because uh, they, whether the window's still there, they had a disappointing year, but they, you know, they were COVID-affected probably more than anybody with fitness. Uh, some of their players have got some, some a run of horrible injuries. Yeah. And they don't have a replacement, and they're going local. So their 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 plan is to go local with their coaches. There was some speculation they were going hard for Jordan Roughhead. They didn't get that job done. Uh, there's talk about Bob Murphy. He said no, that's not going to be happening. There's a lady I met um, last week, Martine Pierman. She uh, having a chat with her. She's a star. Yeah, um, fantastic. Communicator, I really 100%. enjoyed the conversation 100%. I had with her, and she would be, I believe, and she's been in the system a long time. She's coached at Subi uh, yep. in the men's program. Yep, she has. I think she'd be a really good get. Yep, she's the partner <clears throat> of Katie Lamb, Katie Lamb, who's the daughter of Phil Lamb. Phil Lamb, Subiaco Stalwart, a star, and she has no idea how good her dad was. Nineteen degrees in Perth, heading for top of thirty-three after seven o'clock. Andrew Gaze, Todd tip. Curley, and Simon Miller in the studio, fresh from training. A couple of winners. He's got some horses going around, of course, on Saturday. Stay with us. This is Scotty and Goss, SENWA Breakfast. <laughs> Novated Leasing Car Specialist. Don't forget, feel the freedom of a Novated Car Lease with Fleet Network. Coming up, 
Andrew Gaze out of the news. We're going to be chatting with Gaze about awesome. all things Wildcats. And don't forget the Wildcats hour tomorrow between 8 and 9. And we're going to be speaking to Sean Redditch. You are. And Bryce Cotton will also be our guest tomorrow between 8 wow. and 9 on the Wildcats show. show. Yep. We've still got an hour of this one to go. Andrew Gaze, Todd Curley, Simon Miller in the studio as well. And your calls and your chats. Let's get some news. Basketball on SENWA Breakfast. Scotty and Goss with you on this Thursday morning. Big game tomorrow night, of course. They're going to get 12,500. The roof's going to be closed. It's going to be the Sydney Kings who refuse to come on and do any... Promotion of the no, game, no. too busy, according to their too media men. Too important. Yes, and on top too of the ladder. Uh, so we've had to go to the next best, and that is Andrew Gaze, of course, a man who coached the Sydney Kings. Wouldn't have happened on your watch. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Next best. And now you've got one better, please. Excuse me. <laughs> Gee whiz. We've gone to the top. That's where we've gone. <laughs> That's right. No, no, it is uh, a big game, and I'm really looking forward to this one because uh, Perth Wildcats... Your boys, since um, Johnny really's just tightened the rotations a little bit, they're starting to play some really good basketball. So it's it's going to be a cracking game, and the Kings are the team to beat, obviously the defending champions. But notwithstanding that, they're also this season playing some uh, really good basketball. Yeah, very good basketball team and well coached by Chase Buford. They come here on Friday night. As you mentioned, the Wildcats totting their rotations. Ty Webster's come in. Now, he hasn't smashed it down on the scoreboard, but uh, his assists, his ball movement, they energy, get the, yeah. the energy, they get the ball over halfway, so their offense starts a lot quicker. They don't rely on Bryce Cotton. It's a pretty obvious match plan, but it's all of a sudden become very hard to defend. It is. There's a whole whole bunch of different um, looks that they can provide uh, opponents. Uh, we saw early on in the season with still a very, very good team. I think the talent that they've been able to put together was always great. But, you know, it's like in any team sport, you've got to get the right combinations, the right fits to fill certain roles. And they became really Bryce heavy uh, in the first half of the season. And Bryce was Bryce. He was doing his things, getting his numbers. But as such, it was it, you just could tell that the consistency and it just wasn't the fit wasn't right. And I think with Ty coming in and changing the role of a couple of other guys has provided that better balance. And uh, Ty Webster's been around a long time. He's played in uh, the, the elite level at college, also in Europe. So you're getting a guy that can come into a situation that uh, his experience allows him to adapt a whole lot quicker. And, you know, the thing is, and the scary thing, and the good thing for the Perth Wildcats is he's still got so much more to give. I think that his uh, offensive that he can provide can really give you some punch as well. So it's encouraging signs. Gazy, with Sydney obviously being the uh, the standout at the moment, Cairns nipping at their heels, the, the rest of the, the race for the, the playoffs is, is so tight. I mean, Wildcats are going that well. We went up a spot last night without even playing after the, uh, <laughs> the Phoenix took out, took out Tassie. That's right. Well, there are some uh, minor anomalies in the schedule and who you play and how many games you play, so it can get a little bit like that. But you're, you're absolutely spot on, and you've got eight teams still very much a chance 
to make the, the, the finals. And then, of course, you've got that jockeying for that uh, third or fourth. With the way the playing system works this season, you get another chance in that, in that one-off game in the third and fourth. If you lose that one, you still get to play the winner of the fifth and sixth. So finishing in that third or fourth, I think it's going to be tough for anyone to knock out Sydney or Cairns from the top two because Cairns only got seven losses. They really need to... Uh, cause themselves some self harm in order to, to fall out of that. Um, so, so I think that that battle now with Melbourne United, South East Melbourne, and uh, I mean, heaven forbid, you, you guys, I think, are in the box seat to, to finish in that third or fourth. But the way it is this year, you look at these teams, it's not that hard to go on a three or four game losing streak. So, and you guys, I think. You're one of the teams that's still got a fair few games to go. You might have five or six games left. So you've still got a bit of heavy lifting to do, not just to make the finals, but try and squeeze into that uh, third or fourth spot. It would be fantastic if both Melbourne teams lost, didn't make the plans. It wouldn't be fantastic for the competition. Wouldn't it be great if, you, if Phoenix fell out and, and Adelaide came in? That would be great for the competition. Why are you, why are you got to be like that? Oh, I think we, we need uh, having a Melbourne team in there when you've got uh, you know, the two major cities with the big population base, always great for the game. And But you're right, it's, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. I think Melbourne United, the way they're playing, they're 13 and 12 and play some really good basketball. I think that they, they are the more likely ones, believe it or not, even though uh, South East Melbourne for most of the year have been ahead of them. Uh, they, before last night, and the, the, the Phoenix beat um, the, uh, Tasmania, they, I think they lost five in a row. Yeah. So four yeah. or five in a row. So it was a huge win for them. And uh, and yeah, if they get there, you kind of feel like they're kind of limping in. Whereas Melbourne United are playing some really good basketball. They've won their last, I think, six out of their last seven, something of that order. So it's uh, that'd be that'd be causing some problems if they do. If I tell you, if you do get in there and Melbourne United sneak in, you wouldn't want you wouldn't be happy about facing them because they're going to be a tough out. Oh. We'd be fairly happy. We, if we could choose a team to face, mate, it would probably be United, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you, Hazy. Well, you, you actually, you would, you, I tell you, if you're Perth, you don't want that because look at Melbourne United's record in Perth. Outside, I think Perth fell over the line on a miraculous last play the last time they played. But prior to that, I think Melbourne United had beaten you guys six or seven times in a row okay, at home. Andrew, so you're Andrew, one of the okay, ones. Mate. Okay, mate. Okay, mate. Yeah. Okay, you've made your point, mate. No worries. It's still a bit... Guys, we've been talking about it for a few years now, and the eyes are on the NBL. The the, the standard of the NBL has gone, gone absolutely through the roof, and the NBA scouts are looking uh, over here yeah. for, for players. Obviously, uh, Xavier Cooks is the take one that now. they're probably coming to look take for. Him now, yeah, I'd suggest right taking now, now. put him in cotton wool. Take him look away. After him, no. <laughs> let him not get injured. But, uh, you know, talks are a few teams are heading over to uh, to have a look at some of the talent here in the NBL. And as I said, Xavier Cooks is the man they're probably coming to see. But anyone else uh, you see over the uh, over the season so far that could be a chance to get picked up? Oh, absolutely. I think the one that a lot of uh, are talking about, he's actually on the draft boards, is the um, is the New Zealand kid, the, the next stars guy, the Rupert, yeah. the Frenchman who's come over here. He's only 18 years of age. He's, he's got good size and unfortunately broke his arm during the season. So he's missed a, a, a fair chunk of the season. But he's on most draft boards around that uh, 15 to 20. So he's one that you, you expect, but that's at a different level to say Xavier Cooksey, you're getting someone who's ready-made. Now, the thing about Cooksey is that uh, it's it's really, if you watch the NBA these days, it's it's all about the perimeter and shooting the basketball. It's, it's outrageous the way the game is uh, in some with some of the teams, how they shoot 
the three ball, and that's not his go. Uh, now, that's not to say that he can't get there, but he, you get you need the right fit for a guy like Xavier. He's good enough. There's absolutely no doubt he's good enough. He's a star, um, but his ability to, to, to make perimeter shots and also his free throw, it's an absolute adventure when he goes to the free throw line, <laughs> which is something that they, uh, they also might have a, if you're looking for negatives, and one of the reasons why he's not there, because outside of that, his athleticism, the way in which he can put the ball to the deck and get to the rim defensively, can guard multiple positions. So he's got everything else going for him. It's just his shooting that uh, is probably the, the missing link. Hey, I see, I see Ben Simmons. Uh, I think he might have racked up a, a triple-double or something, a double-double or something like that yesterday. But isn't Josh Giddy gone to another level? And he's dragging that OKC team with him as well. It, it's quite exciting. And, and I know Paddy Mills has been there. We know Bogut's been there. Yeah. We know Luke Longley. We know uh, a, a range of players have been through the NBA. Uh, but Gaze. Gaze has been there. Yeah. Ricky Grace has been there. Bryce Cotton has been there. They've all been there. I think anyone gets a gig in the NBA at times. But I just wanted to ask, Gaze, is Josh Giddy starting to stamp himself as probably one of the best Australian basketball products of all time? I know it's only early stages, but his numbers certainly stack up. Oh, 100%. He's on that trajectory. Now, he's not there yet, of course, because he's only 20 years of age and this is only his second season. But the numbers that he is putting up are outrageous. And uh, you think of uh, Ben Simmons when he was uh, uh, a rookie. He actually missed his rookie year because he hurt, but a genuine rookie in the next first couple of years and where he's at. The numbers that Josh is putting up uh, are at as equal or in some cases even better. The thing about Josh is he, he can shoot it. That was his take. Before he got drafted, everyone goes, oh, I'm not sure if he can shoot the three ball. Well, he's shooting it in the, uh, at about 35% last year, which is a significant increase in what he was doing uh, uh, in his rookie season. And he's 6'9", and the way we can get to the cup, uh, he is going to be an absolute start. If he continues on the trajectory of what we're seeing this season, and there's no reason to think why he won't, uh, then he is not. He's going to be the best by the length of the straight, not just uh, just sort of uh, getting over the line and saying, oh, maybe it's Paddy Mills, maybe this. Uh, he will absolutely have distance between him if he stays on that trajectory. Now, it's hard because he's set such a high standard, but um, he's a good kid that that works his tail off, and I think that um, he's, either way, he's going to make enough money to just <laughs> do have absolutely no financial problems for the rest of the year. For him and the next 20 generations of giddies, they're going to be sick. <laughs> he, he'd never ever heard of the cost of living. He has no idea no, about it whatsoever. <laughs> hey, have you seen some of the get-up that he's, he's gotten into all this... Um, uh, fashion stuff. You know how they come yeah. before the game and they, they he's gotten into all that now. I'm no, as you know, I'm pretty line and length uh, meat potato <laughs> type guy when it comes to what you wear. Some of the get up, the fur coats and all the funky gear. I'm yeah. like, gee whiz, turn it up, Josh. Boy, how's it about you turn it down a little bit on the clobber that you're coming to the game with? <laughs> okay, the, the old jumpsuit has, not, has been resurrected. <laughs> the old polo, that, that's not the Outlawed. That's not going to cut it now. Now, speaking of no. speaking of shirts, uh, for special night yep. uh, on for what day is it? The Friday. It's Thursday right now. It's Friday tomorrow night. Yes. Uh, special day at uh, at Perth when they retire the uh, the jumper of Sean Reddish, mate. Your thoughts on on Sean Reddish? 
Fantastic recognition. What a contribution he's made, not just to the Perth Wildcats, but basketball throughout. Now, here's an interesting one that wasn't like a lot of the imports you see these days that come out here and they, they've got their either been in the NBA and the high draft picks. He came out and played in what was called the Siebelback then. I think he was back mm-hmm. in Bendigo. Then he uh, went to uh, New Zealand and then ultimately found his home with the Wildcats and became an Olympian. He has made an unbelievable contribution to uh, sport in this country. He's a, a terrific fellow that's based on grit, determination, and hard work. Yes, he's got some incredible uh, innate skills, but not like some of the, the, the guys that come through. And see, I admire what he's been able to do, and I think it's fantastic recognition that the Perth Wildcats have provided to a legend of the entire sport. So well done to him, and hopefully it, it, uh, people get out there and show their respect because he thoroughly has earned it. Mm. And um, it's, a, it's a, a great honour that we'll see his jersey in the rafters for the Forever and a day, which is fantastic. No doubt about well, that. Sir. Tomorrow night could be a huge one. It is the Perth Wildcats and Sydney Kings. Get along and see the Wildcats. Yeah, who are you tipping, Gazy? Who are you going to tip, Gazy? Last one for you. I am actually going to tip the Wildcats. I like what they're there. They're the way they're going. You've got your boy Brady Manick starting yes. to fire up. Bryce is a superstar and a lot to like about this team, that's for sure. Now, one of the great coolers is uh, Andrew Gay, so we're in all sorts of strife <laughs> tomorrow night. When, is, when, is the, when, are you back on the, when, when are you back on the run home? When, when does that restart? Yes. Me and Andy Ma, uh, we tip back on the 30th. So oh. as soon as the tennis finishes, we uh, jump right in there. Good contract. Decent. Decent. Yeah, decent. Good contract. Well, you'd, want to be, you'd want to be fresh. <laughs> fresh. That would want to be a good one. Well, I just think with the tennis, I, I, I oh, yeah. took it as a bit of a kick in the guts because I don't think they really appreciate our work that we, uh, the way in which we cover the, the Australian Open. So they said, hey, boys, just continue. Have a, have a bit of a spell. Once the tennis is done, back you come. SEN Melbourne on 1116. Andrew Gaze with Andy Martin. On the 30th, that's big effort. Yeah. Yeah. We might need to get Gazy to start negotiating our deal. Oh, yeah. I what thought the... my 12 weeks off was good. but <laughs> I think Gaze, Ma and Paul Hazelby have the best contracts going around. Yeah. And Damien Martin in the competition. <laughs> uh, nice work by you. Thanks for joining us. Always good to chat basketball. G'day, boys. Here he is, Andrew Gaze, superstar. As I said, you can hear him with the run home with uh, Andy Ma, the co-host of the run home on 1116 SEN. This is Scott Ingalls for breakfast on this Thursday morning. Scott, Thursday morning. Tomorrow night is Friday night. Thank you. We are the mighty One of the great clubs of all time. It's a howler, that thing. No, it's a great song. I That's love that. Don't ever blow up tradition, mate. Don't blow up tradition. One man who would love to be singing that song. In fact, I know he probably sings He's sung it. it a lot. He's sung it a lot. He is the coach of the South Mountain Bulldogs. And believe it or not, we are at January 19, and in a couple of days' time, South Fremantle are going to play a game against the Northern Territory Football League up in the top end. And the coach of the Bulldogs, Todd Curley, has been kind enough to join us. Did you have a break? Good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, Scotty. How you going? Yeah, mate, we had a break. Um 
we had a bigger break than we've had for a while, to be honest, after, unfortunately, um, you know, bowing out of the finals pretty early. So we've actually had a, a really big break, um, slightly shorter Christmas break, but um, we get back Sunday. So the boys will have a, a fair few days off um, next week um, to refresh. So, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting weekend. We're looking forward to it. What is the aim of it? How did this all come about, this clash? Oh, look, I think the NTFL um, traditionally have this weekend blanked in as, as their game where they, um, you know, put sort of put their state side, if you like, or their competition um, best together. Uh, the last couple of years, they, they've played um, the premiers from the SANFL. So I think President Peter Christie, was our president, was up there sort of last year for the game and mentioned that if the opportunity came up, obviously, with our... Um, sort of rich history of, of guys that have come from there and, and become, you know, really good players and for, for South Fremantle, um, that if the opportunity popped up, that, that we'll tend to have a go. So, um, yeah, it looked likely for a lot of last year and then sort of the back half of the year, it, it, got, um, it got confirmed. So it'll be a great opportunity. Yeah, I love it, Curls. Uh, great experience for the boys too. But how's your list look at the moment? Because... Uh, You've had to drag a couple, a couple out of retirement, and we're not sure. We're not, in it. The champs in it, champs in the team. Yeah, yep. and, and Ashton Hams. I'm not sure when the last time we questioned that a little earlier in the show. The last time Ham, uh, Hamsy touched a footy. Uh, well, it was a little bit. Hansy's actually playing, still playing uh, senior footy in Darwin. So, ah, there you as go. Strange as it sounds, he'll probably be uh, one of our most match fit players in the game. So, <laughs> uh, we just thought it was a great opportunity. Well, we just thought it was a great opportunity with him sort of living and playing up there to um, to play with us and hopefully, you know, uh, get a bit more of a link to the community up there. Nice. Obviously, Schleicher's been a great player for us recently. Um, retired, but. He's also played a couple of games up there, so we just thought it would be a great chance for those boys to um, to get back in and play. And then there's also um, Robbie Turnbull, who's playing up there for Waratah, so he, he will come down and, and play with us uh, for season 2023. So we thought it was a great chance to get him amongst the group as well for the weekend. Um, unfortunately, he, he didn't get picked for the NTFL, so um, we grabbed him with, with both hands. So he'll play with us as well, so... There'll be uh, some, some very old blokes, if you look at Hamzy, um, <laughs> some very young blokes and uh, a lot of blokes in between. Well, that shut us up, Gostin, and we were taking a little bit of a piss there, but well, uh, we... Kel's got all the right answers. <laughs> yeah, I know. The boys are up there, they're playing, they're ready to go. Uh, now, just in regards to one player whose name is on your list of play, and that's Rowan O'Hare. Now, I want to tell you a story about Rowan O'Hare. I saw Rowan O'Hare play for Aquinas year 10s. He wasn't even playing in the top 10 year 10 team. Oh, you've mentioned this man he's, And I think he's playing have. 11 Bs. He is, and I said to Peter Spencer, we're walking the boundary together, and I said to Peter Spencer, this kid is absolute class, and he got badly injured and he didn't play a bit of footy at, at some time. Um, and there's even been talk that he could have been put on as a rookie somewhere. He's a good player, Curls. He, he's he's a really good player. What's his upside? Uh, I saw him, as I said, as a, as a school teenager, and I think he's going to make it at the top grade. Yeah, look, he's obviously still Colts eligible, but um, like a few of the a few others, uh, Jaron Carr, and there's probably three or four that'll that'll go up that are still Colts eligible, but mm. have, have trained with us. So, yeah, look, he's a, he's an impressive young kid, can sort of play uh, virtually anywhere, half back on ball or, or outside as a winger. So, um, he, he'll certainly get a taste and play up there. Um, asks a heap of questions. So, look, he's he's always trying to get better. So. Um, he's a ripper. We've been pretty, um, we've been pretty lucky out of uh, out of the uh, school program. Obviously, you know, Jess Motlock came out of there, and we've got a couple mm. other young boys as well that have played in that program. So, 
Um, but yeah, he's exciting, and um, he'll be one of our young fellows that'll that'll get a go. So uh, he's pretty excited. Tell us about yeah, Jaron Carr, son of Matthew. Um, as you said, there, yep. um, a young guy coming or only young fella through the the Colts program. How's he looking? Oh, look, he's um, as you'd expect. He's, he's footy IQ and all that's uh, his first class. So. Um, really similar build to, to his dad. Um, pretty light at this stage, as, as as his old man was at this probably stage. But um, yeah, another one. He's, he's still Colts eligible, but um, he's been training with the senior program and um, and been going pretty well. So um, we thought it was a great chance. Whether he plays or not, there's a couple of them that um, that will travel but not play. We can only well, I think we play 24 and maybe a sub. So. Um, we're taking uh, 31, I think, up. So there'll be a couple that'll they'll be there for the experience and not play, but um, we haven't really nutted down and, and decided yet. Uh, and we'll probably uh, try and fill Friday night with a bit of selection when we get up there tomorrow. Todd Curley, the coach of South Fremantle, our guest, uh, South Fremantle, up in the Northern Territory on the weekend, taking on the Northern Territory Football League uh, combination team. What about in regards to your, your waffle preparation? Obviously, this is part of it. You talked about the guys who go up will get a couple of days off. Um, you talked about the Disappointment of last year. Uh, where are the areas of improvement, curls? Where do you want it? Where do you need to be better? Because you're never far away, South Fremantle, and you don't ever really bottom out. Oh, look, we've got to score better. Um, we, we generated enough opportunities last year, but they didn't take them out. Um, the elimination final was the key. Mm. You know, we dominated the first half and and weren't far enough in front, and then you know got overrun in the last sort of ten, fifteen minutes um, by the the Fremantle laden Peel side. Um, but you got to take your chances. So. <laughs> Obviously, Schleuth and, and Subin, um, Steve Berry and Shorey uh, go out. But, um, look, we've got Jordan Gallucci um, come in. Matty Parker, Jacob Dragovic has come back after a year off. Um, and we'll get Jake Florenka, obviously, back fit and healthy. So, uh, look, we think we'll be a, a bit younger um, and want to score a bit more. We've been, you know, thereabouts for the last sort of three or four years as the best defensive team. And we know you've got to defend well, but you've got to take your chances. So... Probably that scoring bit and sharing the load, like, like everyone, I guess. Um, we don't want to rely on, on too few. Look forward to seeing the boys in action on Saturday up there in the Northern Territory. The game will be, um, uh, what's that, stream? Wet and hot. Yeah, it'll be wet and hot. <laughs> You'll have shorts on, curls. Yeah, we've we'll, we'll definitely got shorts on. Um, in terms of game preparation for the opposition, the only thing I've worked out is there's air conditioners in the coach's box, and um, that's been ticked off, so I'm pretty happy. Uh, good man. Good on you. Appreciate your time. Good luck up there, and good luck for the year. We'll chat throughout the year of 2023. Thanks, mate. Thanks, boys. John Curley, coach of South Fremantle, heading up there tomorrow for their big game against the NTFL. A break, some news not too far away, and the mayor of Subiaco yes. has walked into the studio, oh. fresh from a couple of winners. It's fanfare too. We're like giving him a bit of a task. We're giving him a bit of a task too. Giving him, him a task. So I've asked to find the three things that he's learned over the Christmas. New Year's break. Let's get some news. It's 20 degrees, heading for a top of 33. They've booted two and a half in front. Strathmore Rose Express time. How's the Serenity though? Broke away from Will Chino. She's gone. How's the Serenity? Accelerates and she's opened them up at the 100 mark. She led by four. Long Beach is charging down the outside, but she's going to be too brilliant once again. How's the Serenity? How's the win? How's the Serenity? Has won the Miss Andretti from Express time Long Beach. Absolutely brilliant on the weekend. She's gone back to back with listed race wins. How's the Serenity? The track of How's the Serenity is Simon Miller and he's been kind enough to come into the studio and we'll hear from him regularly in 2023. Mayor, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Tim. What's your, rules, what's your rules on saying Happy New Year to someone? As in how far in can yeah. you say it? I suppose with radio you're allowed to say it the first week back because you haven't had the opportunity 
Just, just a week. Yeah, I'll just give you a week, that's all. No, no. Yep. Good but, to know. No, I'm sticking up for you for that week. I said hello. I didn't say have a new year to him. Yeah, good. You're learning. First time we've seen him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought he was a bit rude, to be honest. <laughs> it, is the, it is the 19th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Christmas is just around the corner. Yeah. Uh, don't we, laugh. Hey, yeah, very true. Hey, we, we, we got some visions sent of one of the owners of Houses of Serenity. Uh, I think it was actually shot by our man, Valentine. Yeah. Was it Ballas who shot the video of... Brad Shepard urging How's the Serenity home, standing on the deck and booting and jittering and carrying on. I mean, I know he didn't win a premiership, but I tell you what, <laughs> I tell you what. No need to good bring morning that. to Brad. No, no need to bring that up. That, that is near on as good as it gets. If you haven't seen it, we, I don't think we can post it, but he's one of the excitable owners. And you've got a beauty there, and she's now gone back to back and listed, and that, I know that's given you a lot of satisfaction. Yeah, it has, and... and uh, also, it's a lot of my good mates in it. And, yeah. Um, you just sledge Brad, but one of the boys on the podium the other day, <laughs> when they were doing the trophy presentation, and one turned around and said to Brad, you don't know what this looks like, do you? Oh, <laughs> oh see, that's oh, not... Mate, don't you say That's not You nice. want to laugh. <laughs> yes. That's just nice. a tough world we're in there, though. There's no free kicks. Shepard will be listening right now. Uh, mate, the stable's going really, really well. I know we hang our hat on Amelia's jewel. Yeah, mm. We do. You have got a bigger... We'll have an update there. Yeah, we'll have an update there. But the stable's going great. Even the, the fact is you went to town yesterday and you had back-to-back winners. And I know you cherry-pick your horses and you move them through. You've got a couple of old ones, who was, uh, former ones, who are now racing down in Esprit with success as well. Um, everything's going well. Yeah, it seems really good. We've got depth. That's the key. So when one goes out, one comes in. And when the one comes in... Um, you look at it and you're like, gee, you're a good one. Or, or at the moment, I'm dealing with all the two-year-olds. So I've got an um, unbelievable batch of two-year-olds. They're just everywhere, like proper um, Saturday-grade horses. So uh, I can't get them to the races at the moment. They keep going shin sore, but that's, that happens. So that's all right. It's so soft. explain to our listeners Youth what that today, is. today, they're soft. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I don't What is it? What's so shin soreness? It's just when you it's like shin splints in human terms and um you, when you're going through those growing aches and pains. And, yeah, so uh, and your bones just remodeling and obviously it needs rest to remodel at its at its best. Can you treat them? Um no, you just got to back off or put them out. So um so in the majority of mine, I've had to put them out, uh, and I haven't been able to get them to the races. But you put them in a bed, you make them lie down, take the weight off. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you get a masseuse to run the uh, <laughs> their concrete thumbs down the shin. And, oh, wouldn't that hurt? Send them to Bali, do some swimming. Hey, how do you know? Like, do you test your horses? Yeah, we do. Like, yeah. like, like, you scan them all the time, uh, do you? Or? I'm a big... I know. Yeah. I saw one with... Up at Northern. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you did too. So how, how do you know? Um, so <laughs> we, after every time we do fast work, whether it be race day trials or gallops, uh, when they cool down, we trot them up um, in, at home. And I'm fortunate enough that my better half, Ellie, is a vet. Mm. So uh, four eyes is better than two. And we just trot them up. Prevention is a cure. And then she'll go over them and check their shins at the same time and they start to get a bit reactive before they tip over the edge and then you've got to balance it and sometimes you just got to put them out and majority of ours uh, we've had to put out, but I call it money in the bank. When you know they're good horses, yep. um, they all go shinsaw at some stage. You just 
uh, money in the bank. So I've got a lot of good horses in the paddock at the moment. Let's get a break away. We're going to come back and we're going to dissect a few things. We're going to th- uh, the question is, what did you learn over Christmas? What's the three things you took out of, of Christmas? We're also going to uh, ask you uh, a, a couple of other little things as to why you didn't go to the Gold Coast for the Gold Coast Magic Millions. I'm intrigued by this. Some would say you, you that has got your name written all over it. <laughs> we'll find out why you're not there. That's on the way. Your, your, your mind's ticking over as to why. Oh, I know. Too many bogans. <laughs> give up your answer. 22 away from eight. This is Scotty Gosses, Simon Miller, racehorse trainer to the stars. <laughs> 17 away from eight. We're here every Tuesday to Friday. Don't forget on tomorrow's show, the Wildcats show, Bryce Cotton and Sean Redditch will join us as well. Hey, today there's eight races on the Gold Coast because the Magic Millions was washed out on the Saturday and they moved it to the last couple of races. There was a 10-race program and there's only eight. Simon Miller, I would say, is in the studio with us, I would say you've got Magic Millions written all over you the whole week, the party atmosphere, the buying the horses, the hobnobbing, uh, the social... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why did you not go? That's too expensive. It is unrealistic nowadays uh, to think you can go there and buy a nice horse. And and if you can, if you find that 150 to 200 bracket, and there are good horses that come out at that bracket, but the problem is you've got to vet 50 or 60 to try and get it done. So there's 15,000, 20,000 in vet uh, costs just to sit there on your hand and get blown out of the water by 40, 80 or 50. So when you're buying horses at a big sale like the Magic Millions or any sale, do you go there with the money? Have you got a plan? Have you got a budget? Or do you just go and buy and go, okay, now I've got to sell this baby? No, I'm in a fortunate position. So I I know who's playing before I get there. So pretty much mine are done as I buy them. uh, And it's just a matter of fitting in the budgets. If I go over budget, I might have to swing one to a different group or, or vice versa. Um, but I'm I'm in a bloody good position. So if you don't tell me you don't you don't want to play, then um, I won't factor you in. So I'd rather get on the phone and chat to the owners and have a laugh rather than ring and try and sell them a horse. If they want one, they'll ask, and if they don't, they don't. But gee, you'd be nervous buying million dollar horses, especially oh. when you're going through. Like they just don't win. How many have been good? None. Oh, I shouldn't say none, but oh, you're kicking into the wind from outside 50. Yeah. <laughs> what, what does it mean when you're buying the Magic Million? So so the horses that are racing there today in the big two-year-old races and the three-year-olds, were they horses that have been sold at that sale on the Gold Coast last year and two years ago? Yeah, is any, that what that is? Any sale. So any, any Magic Minion. So Perth, where you can go across. So you can have a horse here that you bought here at a Magic Minion sale in Perth yep. and put it on a plane or truck and yep. and race over there. So that whole day is for Magic Minion's horses. So naturally you've got your two- and three-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got your older races where you've got your stay-in races, your sprint races. So you'll have five, six, seven-year-olds that have been bought through that sale years ago and you're eligible for that day. So it's huge prize money on offer and and obviously the more money you throw at the game, whether it be Magic Millions or or just in big races in general, it flows on through the through the sales because everyone gets a bit bit bullish. They've marketed it beautifully because it's become like a destination trip now. And it was on its knees a while ago. Like I'm it's Jerry Singo and Jerry took over and got it to where it is. Mm And now, like, the, the Queensland government's behind the Queensland tourism. Like, it's actually an event now. So what they've done, like, you know, you've got your polo, you've got um, your race day, mm. you've got uh, cocktail parties, 
Um, and then you've got naturally the horses that go through. But how they've designed that is yeah. um, unbelievable. Oh, well, well done. And, and hats off to them. Yeah, well done. How, much, how many you got on Saturday? Three. Easy, easy Saturday. I'm in race three and four, I think it is. So, and nice and easy. So you'll be in the pool because it's going to be 36 on Saturday. You'll be in the swimming pool. Straight after race four. Yep, straight after race four. I'll be in and out. So who have you got? <laughs> I've got Desert Vixen, the first one. She's going really good. She's a great chance. And then I've got hardly ever in time scale in the same race. So hardly ever back to 1400 is probably the good. play. Good horse. On its day, but I, it's still it let me down the other day. But mm. maybe I didn't give it enough credit that the previous run might have zapped it a bit. I had a hard run and I probably didn't factor that in. Where's Amelia's jewel? Uh, Amelia's Park. Amelia, Amelia yeah. Park, sorry, yeah. just yeah. trotting cannering. Yeah. Um, living it's the dream. Just life. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's got a month down there and before she'll swing up to us and then get ready for the quokka. Does she know she's yeah, going? Yeah. So just, yeah. yeah whatever, she... mate. You're going to go down the quokka, you know. <laughs> We're going to horse it? There's uh, no. a serenity, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Gareth, Hall, in there? Gareth Hall has been Kentucky given Miss. this job. Kentucky Miss. Miss Kentucky. Uh, Miss Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah, might have her. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Come on, make the call, Hachi. Well, I think it's Gareth holding up the works. Oh. No, I wouldn't be like Gareth. <laughs> Good morning. Yes. Now, what did you learn over? Oh wow. Okay. Now, Scotty sent the text last night and said we need. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes yeah. to get through this. So I love your life advice, mate. Yeah. You've got I'm always you're interested in your life. Top three things you learned over Christmas and New Year's. Have well, you got three, or you got a little few more? I got some beauties. <laughs> we'll be the judge of that. Okay. <laughs> uh, number one, and it's yeah. my, it is my number one. Don't have a Christmas party a week out from Christmas. Was a super spreader of any a Christmas party? Oh, <laughs> was it? Oh, fair to go. oh my! Took a few down. I took a few down. Did claim Digby? We don't know who the Digby's go down. No, he didn't come to the. Christmas of course he didn't. But we don't, don't have who, the ground zero person. We don't, don't know who the culprit was. But wow. um, yeah, and then I felt really bad because um, some people weren't allowed to go to their family on yeah. Christmas Day. Yeah. And you and it's. I mean, I, I sort of forget about COVID, and you just think, oh, we'll just have it here and. Um, Ali and my little one, they got it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't get it. I don't know how I didn't get it, but so our Christmas. I've had it three times. Nothing. I haven't missed a day's work. <laughs> three times. You've had it at least five. He, so, he's a super spreader on his own. Well, well our Christmas party, because Ali's parents are like, no, you're not coming around. So um, <laughs> I worked in the morning, then uh, just kicked back at home. I didn't have a drink on Christmas Day. There was only the three of us. So, but it's, I actually worked. I got in the office and did probably five hours work. Really? That's okay. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't didn't worry me. Okay. Uh, anyway, so don't Did you buy your daughter a pony? Uh, no, she's got 110 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Right, what else you learn? What do you get? Uh, number two, if you haven't put weight on, you haven't had a crack. Yeah. And you've got to put weight on. It's. I mean, between, say, Boxing Day, who doesn't open the fridge at nine in the morning <laughs> and you, there's chocolates? Yeah, I'll have a few of them. Yeah, yeah there's sure. meat. Yeah, no yeah. worries. Bit of dessert. You just... You, you just <laughs> You've got to eat till the fridge is done and then you can get back to normal. Well, otherwise it's a waste of food. Well, it is, 100%. And also, between that Christmas, New Year's, you're allowed to just let yourself go and, and binge. Yep. Right. What? Nice. I can feel God like staring that. at me. Yeah, I am staring at I'm you. I'm writing stuff down. I can feel God looking at me going, yeah, you agree with that. And the odd <laughs> cheeky beer early in the morning too, if, you, oh. if you're keen. Oh. Well, the cricket's on over east. You've got to get involved. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, Boxing Day test, it's on real early. It's not quite off at 8 o'clock here either. No, Boxing Day <laughs> test. Have a drink. Oh, Boxing Day test took over in Noosa, they reckon, eh, too? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yes, ginger baddies. Yeah. Only 22 calories. 
Yeah, what about that? The yeah. ginger beers. Uh, the yeah, worst. have you seen Jerry McGovern's just marketed his mate's beer company magnificently uh, <laughs> last night. Ginger, what? Wilson's ginger, ginger Betty. Bruce and ginger Betty's. That's what he's lost Ginger Betty's. Mm. 22 calories. Well, the skinny tinny is described as. Skinny tinny. I'm looking forward to a box of Rymanier. What, what else you got, mate? Uh, number three, and this is probably stating the obvious, but I uh, went down to look at Spellers um, uh, just after Chrissy. Bad move. So like, these are the horses that yeah, are just having, having a holiday? Yep, yep. bad move down at, down at Dunsborough Vass. Like, it's just a zoo. Every, it's like I didn't learn my lesson when I came back from um, toolies or schoolies or whatever it is. What is it down there? That's schoolies. schoolies. Where you go? And if, it's you are, if you are there, you're a toolie. Well, I didn't know, and I did spell it in, and I was driving back up, and I'm like, it took me three and a half hours. I'm like, what is going? Oh, I got on the tail end of that. Now, don't well, go down the. When dump. did you go there? Um, to look at him. I went down just after. I thought I'd just wait till after New Year's. Yeah, um, but it still didn't work. Last oh, week, yeah, it was traffic was bad. Down there. I was yeah. carnage. I was down that way. And yeah. The traffic was bad. Oh, everywhere. So pick your pick your targets pick down your there. Pick your target when you go down there. So don't don't have a Christmas party inside a week of Christmas. Yep. Christmas <laughs> better. Uh, you ruined by your friends. Oh, I know. I felt bad. Just I had staff doing rats the morning of to see whether they could go to their family. Oh. And thank God, three of them were allowed. I was I was sweating on it. I felt I genuinely felt bad. Hit the, the, fri- the other hit nine the had a shocker. Yeah, <laughs> not a real one. Some weren't. Some were wrapped. Hit, hit the fridge big time, and be oh. careful when you head down south. Uh, at the timing of uh, in the sort of the holiday area, Dunsborough, yelling up and and vast and the like. What else you got for us as we let you go? You got anything on top of that? Give us a, a bonus. A bonus. Um, well, you've always got to have. A, everyone does New Year's resolutions. I'm not really big on that, um, but uh, no one likes to. I'm not, a I'm not skinny, skinny sober person. Mate. No, no one no likes that. No, like oh, I'm I'm on a. I'm on a calorie count diet no, for, for January. No, just get back in your normal regime and yep. just eat less. Oh, I have, I'm shredding. Have you noticed I'm... Well, you do look buffed. Yep. You! Come down! Hey, thanks for coming in. So the best out of the ones that are racing on Saturday... Uh, Let's go Desert Vixen. Desert Vixen for you. There it is. There. So that the means other, he can't win. The other two. Thanks for coming in, great man. Oh, thanks, Scotty. Thanks, Tim. It's great to be back. It is great to have great you back. Simon you, Miller be a regular. Uh, he's the trainer to the stars. He's a boutique trainer. He lives in Peppermint Grove. This is Scotty Ignos. <laughs> if you just tuned in and you've missed the show, this is a little taster for you. String of the Wilson's ginger baddies, only 22 calories. I think they helped me drop, drop a couple of kilos here and there. But uh... I, reckon, I reckon he was sitting there waiting for a little bit of laughter <laughs> and got none. Everyone's writing, Wilson's ginger baddies, what a magnificent thing. And didn't get any laughter at all. So I was like, yeah, man, on the Wilson's ginger baddies. And anyway, but yeah, apart from that, not really too much. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> it's just Giddy starting to stamp himself as probably one of the best Australian basketball products of all time. Oh, 100%. He's on that trajectory. Either way, he's going to make enough money to just do have absolutely no financial problems for the rest of his year. <laughs> he never ever heard of the cost of living. Mantle, one of the great clubs of all time. Hell of that. No, it's a great song. I love that. Don't ever blow up tradition, mate. Todd Curley has been kind enough to join us. Tell us about Jaron Carr, son of Matthew. He's footy IQ and all that. He's first class, so really similar build to to his dad. Pretty light at this stage, as 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 his old man was at this public stage. Yeah, if you you put a a statue in your own backyard, that reminds you of one of the. I do. At the end of my bed is a statue of me. (laughs) 
I've got no doubt about that whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us. Well done to the boys out there. Special K to Lois on tomorrow's show. Uh, maybe we've got uh, Logan McDonald and Mitch Georgiani's coming to the West Aussie doing great stuff. And the Wildcats hour between 8 and 9. Sean Reddidge and Bryce Cotton all join us. Thanks for your company. Stay cool, everybody. We're on your radio between 6 and 8 every Tuesday to Friday. And don't forget, feed the pets. <laughs> every day. Do it every day.